Hello. Welcome to Public Affairs and WRBH. I'm Lynn Koppel, and today we're joined by Chris Carlone, who is the Executive Director of the Louisiana Lions Eye Foundation, a foundation which means a great deal to WRBH and our listeners. Thank you so much, Mr. Carlone, for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, let's talk, let's start off with the Eye Foundation and what it does and how people can contact it, what needs it serves, and uh, just let us go on that. Well, Lynn, the Louisiana Lions Eye Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are statewide throughout the state of Louisiana. Uh, we are owned and operated by all the Lions, the volunteer Lions, throughout the state. Our main mission is to provide vision and hearing care to those in need. Mm-hmm. We have multiple programs. We have clinics all throughout the state where we provide vision exams and eyeglasses for those that are in need. We also fund research through the LSU School of Ophthalmology, the Health and Science Center on Gravia Street. And we also have a tremendous prevention program. We uh, do vision screenings for adults through glaucoma screenings, and we have a great program that we do vision screening for children between the age of one and six years old looking for eye disease at an early stage. And you all go into schools and daycare facilities. Don't you all do that? I seem to remember maybe at seeing it at my grandchildren's Absol- or my children's schools or, you know, things Absolutely. Years ago. One of our key programs is our Cub Site program, mm-hmm. which is this children's screening program. Last year, we screened over 28,000 children throughout the state. Mm. And what we do is we go into private parochial schools, uh, daycare centers, sure. health fair, health centers, things like that. We're looking for, I want to say, a captured audience where the kids mm. are always coming back. Because if we identify a child that mm. has a need, um, you know, you got to realize these kids don't know that there's something going wrong with their eyes. They yeah. don't have any way of knowing. And uh, they can't describe it. And the parents would just think, oh, what are you talking about? Or, or maybe the kids wouldn't. I just don't have the words to describe something. Absolutely. Well, they're born that way. Of course. They don't realize that yeah. there's leaves on the trees. They just yeah. always saw something blurry. Yeah. Uh, so they've never had this opportunity. They're not bouncing into the walls. So, you know, the yeah. parents, it's hard for a parent to identify this. Uh, so with this vision screening program where we don't touch the children, we just take a, sure. I want to say a picture, but it's with an autorefractor. And it gives us a reading, and it tells us whether this child should be referred for additional care. We're not doctors. No, no. We're just volunteers that are out there screening kids, and we encourage those parents to take their kids to a doctor. And as a matter of fact, as you know very well, if a child has something like a slight, what do they call it, an astigmatism, if something is wrong, it can make the difference between having perfectly normal sight for the rest of your life or losing the sight in one eye. Absolutely. And the reason we do it between the age of one and six years old is because that's when the, you want to say the optic nerve, Mm -hmm. that's when the child's vision, they're they're growing, um, you know, after that age of six years old, it's a little bit more difficult to catch it. But if we catch it at an early stage while while they're growing, we can help correct it without surgery if possible. So it's it's crucial that we get out there and reach these children. And it's it's crucial for parents to realize that their children need this kind of a screening and that they should respond. Um, could you, can people access the services 
at the LSU Medical Center through the Lions. I know the Lions used to have a thing where they provided health care services. It, is that still going on? That was before Katrina. Yeah, yeah, and we and we still do. And <laughs> Katrina has changed a lot of people's it's lives. Pre-Katrina, post-Katrina, yeah. Katrina, yeah. Yeah, Katrina has changed a lot for the Lions as well. But we did adjust. So, mm-hmm. uh, and very thankful to LSU for working with us on this where all of our patients used to go, and we're talking about vet regular vision patients, mm-hmm. all of our patients used to go to the clinic, which was at 2020 Gravia Street yes, on I that remember. building. Uh, since Katrina, we actually opened up two satellite clinics. Mm-hmm. One that's in the Homa area, which is at our Homa Lions Club, which is the Evergreen Lions Club in Homa, and one is at our Lions Bingo Hall, which is on Airline Drive out okay. in Canner. So both are accessible, particularly the one on Airline Drive, to people in New Orleans, in the New Orleans area. Absolutely. If they have it. Uh, and if a person has questions about their child's vision, is there some way they could, like, bring them to one of these facilities and say, would you, you know, my child didn't get tested at school or at a nursery facility. You know, how does, how does a child get tested? Well, a young, very yeah. young child. You know, and I'm really glad you, you, you mentioned that. And then you talk about the parents and their mm-hmm. duty or oh, responsibility. Absolutely. Like I said before, we're just we're just volunteers. Sure. So we we have no control what the parents do. Mm-hmm. But we encourage the parent to take the child to a doctor. Of course, an ophthalmologist. Yeah, yes. and, some, and sometimes we find that the parents don't do it. So we, we do follow up and we try to encourage them. Sure. Um, and i just tell you a quick little story. Story A couple years back, uh, we did screen a child. There was a problem. We don't know what the problem was. Thank God that the parents did their job and took the, took mm-hmm. the child to Children's Hospital. There was a cancerous tumor oh, on his optic nerve. So not only did we save this child's life, but we saved his eye. Yeah. And we can only do so much as lions, but it's up to the parents to do their duty to say, yeah, this is important. Let me go ahead and take him to an ophthalmologist, a pediatric ophthalmologist, or any vision professional that they feel comfortable with that's going to do a good job. Well, you know, that's so important. It's, um, and sometimes people are hesitant to, I hate to say this, but and I hope it's not really true, but I think it is, is oftentimes parents don't have a doctor in mind. And ophthalmology, what is ophthalmology? In other words, they don't know, who do, who who should I take this to? And maybe they're not, maybe they don't have health insurance. Maybe they don't have a, a doctor of their own. So there's no one that they can ask. You know, Johnny doesn't seem to be able to, see things or he cries when somebody pulls away from him is there something wrong with his vision and they need maybe they just need somebody to tell them yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here's an ophthalmologist here's how to right. find an ophthalmologist well, and, and our program is very thorough so our cub site program um you know we go out to these schools and we mm-hmm. try to catch as many kids as possible um when we do send a referral letter back to the parent, mm-hmm. we send a list of all the doctors in their Good. community. Perfect. So like I said, we do this all over the state. Mm-hmm. So we have different lists for different communities. Yes. And and we also encourage them, if they if they have a problem finding a doctor, sure. let us know. We'll help them out. And then the other part of it is when we do make these follow-up phone calls, one of the things we look for is 
Is that parent having a, a financial problem? Uh, well, that's unfortunately right. the crux of many of these problems. Right, and that's where we step in. We always we always work with LeChip first. Mm-hmm. You know, so if that parent is not registered with LeChip, we try to help them do so because they may have they may fall and break their leg. You know, sure. so they need to be under that. But if not, if they fall through the cracks, then the Louisiana Lions Eye Foundation will sponsor that child and oh, we'll pick wonderful. it up. Absolutely. Uh, and another thing is that you were talking about is for is getting this message out. On August 19th, we're going to be at the Lakeside uh, Shopping Center. We're going to be in center court, all the Lions, and we're doing a, a complete health awareness program. Perfect. This is uh, sponsored by the Lion, the local Lions Clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, LSU School of Ophthalmology, should I say, Health and Science yeah. Center, and also Children's Hospital. So we're going to be doing free vision screening for children, which is the question you ask: Is sure. you know, can somebody contact us and say, look, my kid doesn't go to one of these schools, my child was not yeah, uh, screened. Well. You can come out to the Lakeside Mall on the 19th. We're going to be there from this 11, is August the 19th. August the yeah. 19th, Saturday. We're going to be there from 11 to 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And we're actually going to have a the pediatric ophthalmologist from Children's Hospital, Dr. Leon, is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Also, Dr. Connolly from LSU Health Science Center is going to be there. So as the children go through this complete screening process, they're going to get to see an ophthalmologist. They're going to be able to yeah. see a doctor, and that doctor can explain to that parent what's going on with that child's vision right there on the spot. So it's a great program. Uh, we're also going to do all kinds of other health awareness, like mm-hmm. hearing um, diabetic, you know, diabetic awareness. We have autism. We have the library coming out. We have Lighthouse for uh, Louisiana coming out. Mm-hmm. We have uh, just a whole lot of, we have the uh, Louisiana Deaf Blind Project mm-hmm. coming out. So we have a whole lot of different vendors coming out. And we also want to have some fun. We have um, Woodrow. From the baby cakes. Oh, well. He's okay. going to come out. So oh, is he still, <laughs> he's not, hadn't turned into a baby? Uh, he had no. not, evidently he hasn't turned into a baby. Okay. So he's, so he's, so he's a baby Boudreaux. Who knows? Okay. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be a great time, but it's a great opportunity for people to come out uh, and, and be, participate in this free vision screening and health awareness for the kids. And it's open to everybody. It's just a matter of going to Lakeside, which most people know how to get to, and there's parking and it's. Free and indoors, uh, air conditioned. Yeah, a a perfect. And, you know, so many people are worried about how am I going to pay for this? Oh, no. What if there's something wrong? But this is a good way to start to find out. Maybe you'll find out everything's perfect. Nothing to worry about. Well, thank God. Right. But if there is something, you have to know what the path is going to be. And this is the this is the way to get on the path and the path explained. Yeah, and just putting blinders on doesn't fix the problem. No. Uh, looking for ways to solve the problem. And, all you know, we're all going to be there. So the sure. I Foundation will be there. We have our Lions Camp, which will, which helps disabled children, mm-hmm. will be there. Uh, so the resources will be there that day. And then the resources are always through the Louisiana Lions I Foundation. All anybody has to do is contact us. Uh, we don't, again, our children's program is mainly the screening and then getting them to help. Sure. Our regular program is for adults as far mm-hmm. as vision screening, providing free eyeglasses for sure. them, stuff like that. You know, also, and I, I, find, I think this is true about the health services, is sometimes you need someone to show you the path. It's very confusing, and it's very confusing for people whose 
relatives and uncles and everything, or doctors, or were doctors, to understand, well, how does that work? You need, you need help. You need a guide. And I think that this is something, it sounds like you can find your guide at the, this thing on the 19th of August at Lakeside. You can go, and someone is going to sit there and talk to you and make sure you understand. It's not strictly gobbledygook or, you know, uh, stuff you don't understand. Oh, no, what does all this mean? I'm overwhelmed. No, you're talking to ordinary people who know know what the problems are and, and know how to work your way out of the problem, we hope. Right. right. Ten years ago, before I started working for the Eye Foundation, I didn't have an idea of anything to do with my eyes or vision or sure. ophthalmology. I didn't know the difference between an ophthalmologist and an optometrist. Who it does? was Yeah, right. that's true. Well, you know, so um, you, you just got to kind of be there. You've got to, you know, it's got to cross your life. It's got to mm-hmm. cross your life. Uh, and, you know, and I've been so blessed to be part of the Lions organization sure. and then start working for the Louisiana Lions Eye Foundation. The Lions are just good people. They're a uh, service organ, or, or, yeah, uh, organi- yeah. organization that are looking to... Uh, help others, and they're just all volunteers all throughout the world, and especially here in our state. Tell us about the world presence of lions. I'm that just blows me away. The lions aren't just something in the United States. Or I'm sitting here looking at your thing, lions of Louisiana. It's a little Louisiana thing. No, it should be a world, shouldn't it? Yeah, and it is. It's an inter- international organization. Uh, Lions started in 1917, so we're in our 100th mm-hmm. year. We're celebrating our 100th anniversary, and it started in Chicago, Illinois, um, and, and it started with several clubs throughout the United States. Uh, it really was a United States organization sure. for a number of years, but now today it really is worldwide. Uh, it's actually stronger in other countries than it mm-hmm. is here now. It's just... Everything's changed in the United States. It really has. As far as service organizations, sure. I know everybody is, um, you want to say, membership's down. I'm a mm-hmm. younger lion. I've only been a lion since 2004, but I've been involved with lions for a long time. Sure. And I hear all the old stories. Oh, I remember when we used to have, you know. You know a thousand people yeah. at our meetings. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah, and it has changed. But um, the people that are there today still do a great job. Uh, we definitely are looking for new Lions members. These are volunteer, people who want to volunteer a little bit extra time. Where, uh, you know, with, with 1.4 million Lions, wow, you have 1.4 million different minds. Oh yeah, and you have so many different ideas. So mm-hmm. we did start out. Our main mission is to prevent blindness. Mm-hmm. You know that challenge was given to us by Helen Keller in 1925. Okay. So that is our international main mission. But like I said, when you have so many different people, you have so many different ways to serve others. So Lions is all about just serving in any way that they can. You know, what if someone wanted to join the Lions Club? Now, are there? Do you have to be invited to join, or is there a, a membership fee? I'm, well, I mean, I'm sure there's Absolutely. dues, but tell us. Yeah. Tell us about it, because there might be people in the audience who would say, well, I'd like to get involved with that. Well, believe it or not, being the world's largest service organization, we're still a service organization that you have to be invited oh, no. to join, okay. believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. But that's easy enough. We're yeah. always looking for good people. Uh, yes, there's international dues, there's state dues, very minimal. Uh, sure. Each club is autonomous. So in, in our district, which goes from the 
the the lake all the way to Morgan City. Okay. We have 40 different clubs. And that's because there's 40 different people, you know, there's 40 different yeah. groups that have different things in mind. One club likes to, you know, work with this project and one club likes to work with that sure. project. Uh, right now, we're just working on, we have a new kind of a new thing going on. We're looking for younger and uh, looking to serve younger. But mm -hmm. we just started in our club, we just started a little group and we're calling them Cubs. Okay. And these are, these are kids between the age of 8 and 16 years old that are just looking to, and it's all about the parents because the parents want to instill this goodness into their children. Sure. And this is a great way to do that so that these kids can work together and they come up with ideas themselves on how they want to serve their community. So we're looking at the young minds. We're looking at our future. You know, sure. so, so not only do we do what we're doing here and we help everybody that comes across our path, but we're also looking to help uh, educate sure. the, the future of tomorrow. Well, and get them in the habit of service. In other words, that you don't just have a wonderful time on your own and not think about anyone else or anyone like you. And now let's get down to the nasty, the cynical part of it, too, is remember that when your kids are applying to colleges, everybody's looking for those service hours or things that you have put in. I mean, in colleges now, when, when I was teaching, one of the my big interests, and it, frankly, it wasn't when I started, but the woman that I worked under, who was my vice chancellor, was big into service learning. And at first I said, oh, no, I'm not going to make my teachers do you know, put that in their syllabus. What are you talking about? She showed me some of the stuff that they were doing and that, yes, it yeah. could be in a syllabus and be uh, relevant to the course that was being taught, whether it was mathematics or physics or, you know, biology or English or anything. And uh, But it was important that students understand, you know, things are not done in a vacuum. So, yeah. Right. And, 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 you know, that's a really good point because I know that a lot of applications now, they're looking for service and sure. what you've done and things like that. Uh, personally, we don't look for somebody who wants to come to us and say, of course not. That's you know, a cynical view. That's, I'm that's sorry. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. But it's true. But it is there. It's, it's, a, it's sure. a very tangible part of it because they are giving back, but that's what these people are looking for. They're not looking for something on your resume. They want to see it on the resume, but yeah. they're looking to see how did you provide for others? I mean, what what is your mindset? What are you thinking? And that's why it's there. It's amazing we skipped a generation. We really did as far as people wanting to give back to service. Well, and also kind of what are your, what kind of a person are you? And I think, let's say if you're deciding between this student and that student for your college, well, who do I want? Do I want, you know, I want someone who is interested in other people and tries to do the right thing, serve others, or, you know, someone who's just as selfish and self-centered as the rest of us, you know, I don't, right. I don't know. But, no, no, and that's why we, that's why I really love this group, this uh, cub group, because mm -hmm. And and it's not about the kids, although it's the kids that, sure. that we're doing this for. It's about those parents, and I'm so proud of these parents that they thought ahead, and they said, we want to instill this in our kids. Sure. By setting the examples, you don't have to set the rules. That's right. And as these parents set this example, and as we as Lions throughout our community set the example, people follow that. So I think the kids will follow that. And, you know, it's just it, it's such a blessing to be a Lion, Sure. Or any 
service organization. And I know they all work together. And it's just such a blessing to do that. And it's a blessing to find people out there who's willing to step up to the plate and do something and not ask anything in return. Oh, absolutely. But the community sees that. The community will follow that. You know, and I think one of the amazing things about doing things for others and being service-oriented is you discover it's something you, you're really interested in. Some, I mean, if you choose the right thing, don't just go choose something willy-nilly, but if you choose something that is kind of your interest, now, it's not easy. Matter of fact, sometimes it can be heartbreakingly hard. But if it's your interest and you see that you're doing something that's meaningful, we hope good, you know, that really makes you feel better about things. Right. We have a thing, and, and we always ask, when did you become a lion? Sure. Um, there's two different statements. One is, when did you join mm-hmm. the lions? That means, when did you sign that piece sure. of paper and pay those dues? But when you became a lion is when you did something or something happened in your life as a lion that changed your life. Sure. It's that day that you saved that kid's life. Yeah. It's that day that you gave food to this family that broke down and started crying. It's the day that you provided Christmas presents for a family who can't afford it. It's that day when you just get the chills, you know, and you realize I've got to be here. I've got to be here as a volunteer. And this is what drives us. You know, of course, there's no pay involved or anything, but the pay is what you feel in your heart. Well, and the knowledge that you're making your community and, matter of fact, the world a better place for all of us and for your children and so on and so forth. I mean, that's the kind of world you want to live in where there are people who are going to hurry to help when bad things happen. You know, not just sit around and say, well, thank goodness that didn't happen to me and it's fun to read about it on Facebook. No, people who are actually in the trenches. Right, right. I am, um, as executive director of the Lion's Eye Foundation, mm-hmm. I was a lion first, mm-hmm. and I was working, doing what I can do, sure. and helping here and there, and then, you know, kind of God walked in my life, and they opened the doors for me starting to work for the Eye Foundation, mm-hmm. and I tell our lions all over the state, because we have 165 different local clubs throughout the state of Louisiana, mm-hmm. and as I visit them, I tell them that they don't, sometimes they don't get to see Sure. What they do. They don't realize how their money, their time, their effort changes people's lives. We don't always get to see it. You know, like research. I mean, we fund research and we help, um, you know, LSU sure. Health and Science Center with research. If I could go back and tell you all the great things that they've come up with in the, in the no. ophthalmology field, you'd say, oh, my God, I can't believe it. But we don't know that. We don't get to see it because we're not actually there each day doing that. But we have changed the world sure. through research, just through the, the medical breakthroughs, you know, as lions and as, as volunteers and as people who are helping. So it, they don't get to see it, like you said. I mean, it, it really is that. Well, and even one child whose vision has been saved by one of these, somebody goes out and they do a vision screening and they say, oh, look, here's something very simple that we can take care of now. But if it's not taken care of now, it can get worse, and you have a very sad situation, or they can it can be taken care of, and it's a perfectly wonderful outcome. And we never know how the person, the child grows up, 
and becomes a great doctor, a great right. physicist, whatever, you know, that's that's not for us to know. But you know, saving, that can be. Yeah, and saving one child's life or, sure. or or catching a tumor is a wonderful thing, but it's the everyday thing. I, I'll tell you a quick story. There's um uh and we get them all the time and we get them at our foundation, mm-hmm. but some of the lions don't get to hear this. Oh, I know. Well, you know, but there was a parent that I was talking to on the phone and I was calling up just to say, Hey, did you receive this information? Do you know? And she told me, she says, yes, I want you to know I did receive the information. I had no idea there was anything wrong with my little boy. No. I brought him to the eye doctor. He did need a pair of glasses. And she says, and I want you to know that when they put those new glasses oh. on him, he looked at me for 30 <laughs> minutes. Well. And he said, Mommy, you're so beautiful. I mean, these are wonderful things. And nobody ever hears these. Maybe we're not supposed to hear them. Just do them. And hope that it will be all right. But I, I think the Lions do an excellent thing. And we've talked about different Lions clubs all around. You have, it's a very diverse group. It has people from all walks and conditions and all sorts and conditions, I should say. And uh, people are certainly should find out more about it. Tell us how someone would find out more about the Lions. I mean, as you say, you have to be invited to join. Right. But on the other hand, it might not be something... Nothing is for everyone. So, but tell us how someone wants to find out, number one, about eye care that the Lions might want to provide for children or adults. Where would you go? Do you have a website, web presence? Yes. Um, So, of course, you can come out on August 19th. We're all going to be out there at Lakeside Lakeside in in Center Court. But uh, contact me or contact my Mm -hmm. office staff at the Louisiana Lions Eye Foundation. Our phone number to the office is 504-525-7235. Okay. But we have a website. It's uh, www, of course, lion, L-I-O-N, eyes, E-Y-E-S. One word. One word, dot org. Okay. So singular lion, plural eyes, lion eyes, dot org. And if you go to that website, you can look at the Eye Foundation and also get some information. We have 40 different clubs because they do 40 different things. Sure. So whoever comes in, we like to see what their desires are yes. and fit them with the right club. It's it's so wonderful, and I'm so glad that you all do this. I'm particularly fond of the Eye group because of WRBH. But um, thank you so much on behalf of the WRBH and all of its listeners, thank you, Mr. Carlone, for coming in. And uh, let's let's talk again. And let's everybody remember, August 19th, 11 to 4, is that what you said? On at Lakeside Shopping Center. Easy to get to. So Lynn, please come in. Lynn, thank you so much for having me. This has been Chris Carlone of the Louisiana Lions Eye Foundation. Thank you all for listening. <laughs>